When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Leads That Podcast. I'm Paul and tonight I'm joined by James. Hello. And Rocco. Hello. Dean. <laughs> Radical. So today we're going to be, uh, there's all sorts going on in the world of Leeds United. We're going to have a chat through the fixtures which have been released. We're going to have a catch up with, uh, I mean, Rocco's favourite signing of the recent era. We've uh, confirmed our Spanish hero. And there's all sorts going on in terms of potential outgoings. Yeah, and we'll see where we're at. So, how are you guys, first of all? Very good, thanks. The thing that's on my mind at the moment is editing this podcast when there's a train strike. Usually I do this on the train, so tomorrow it's going to be a, a bus job. We'll see how that goes. I might feel a little bit car sick, I imagine. That's, that's you know, the lengths I go to for my sister and Rocco's dad who listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> And if you find that content boring, you can edit it out when you come back to do it. Exactly, so, exactly. Um, forgot the other thing that we're... Let's start off with this. The Messiah has risen. Might sound a bit sacrilegious, that, but I'm going with it. Well, I did have a bit of toast that looked like Salim Lanrani at the weekend. I forgot to photograph it, so I knew it was coming. You should have done that because you know that that would have got you all kind of, of impressions. That's that true, actually. Massive engagement on the socials, but... So, James, at some point randomly this morning, sent a link to a video, and I clicked it not knowing that it was going to be a live Spanish press conference. And I just got a few words, which was the last sentence, uh, which basically went, bueno, and that was that was it. So it's, I had to scroll back. It's usually, el equipo, bueno. <laughs> That's like all I ever get. The team and good. Well done. You've you learned a lot of Spanish during that time. Uh, then since then, people obviously frantically translated it. So the story is that um, for a while it's been rumoured, but the way it works at Atletico Club de Bilbao is that new president will be elected and the new president brings in, does a pitch. They get voted in. And as part of his pitch, he was presenting the return of Marcelo Bielsa who, depending on who you ask, is looking really slim because he's not living near the Weatherby Whaler, or quite poorly. I don't. Let's hope it's the uh, former and not the latter. Well, have you managed to read through any of the things that he said and mentioned? Because he's talked about Leeds United for the first time since leaving Leeds United. Well, what do you guys think to it? I mean, I was very excited to see him, of course, um, but then a bit underwhelmed that uh, he didn't really say anything too interesting about Leeds. Um, he sort of brushed over it fairly quickly, said the results were crap, but they were still running the hearts out. 
but it's great to see him. And surely, I mean, if if one guy's presenting Bielsa, surely he's going to walk the election. So, yeah, get your get your season tickets in now, quick before the rush. I don't fancy the uh, the journey to Bilbao for home games every every other week, especially what we were, it, especially the car route we were looking at. What is it? That'd be like a thirty eight hour round trip or something like that. Yeah, hundred uh, one thousand and forty two miles. There's some beautiful sights on the way. Bay of Biscay, Wales, apparently, if you go on the uh, Portsmouth Ferry. Yeah, it's the premier location for whale watching in Europe. It's because it's an offshore canyon that is good for the uh, krill. The currents come through, bring through a lot of food for it, and it's really good for a wide range of species. See, A lot of rare beaked whales that you find there. See, you know, people have been educated on this podcast. Not only are they being enlightened with all this news, you get you get whale watching tips. I could go on. That's a, that's a, uh, gonna be my spin off show. Maybe I should listen to some podcasts about whales and dolphins. Anyways, maybe we refer to Dan James when he's on international as whales watching, and then we've got some sort of tie in there. If he ever plays in Biscay as well, perfect. It's not just Dan James, there's Ty Rob as well. That's that's true. I, what it made me feel was, um, I think it was like someone said, it's that bit where you see your ex, like you had the breakup and it's been a few months, but it's the first time you see him in the streets and you go, oh my God, and you have that, and it takes you back into it all. I was like, yeah, I'm not over this at all. At all. Which is why we're going to book tickets to go to see Newcastle versus Bilbao on the 30th of July. Woohoo! And we're just going to get, we're just going to really upset a load of Spanish people. And Geordies. Mm. Yeah, everyone. Everyone, it'll be a this is a nice link into the next bit. We'll be upsetting Geordies just like we'll be doing on New Year's Eve. Fixtures, so fixtures are out. What we, th- I, I think pe- people get their thoughts out. I thought I'll do some statistical analysis of the fixtures. So when they came out, what did you look for? What jumped out at you? What really got you excited? Tell me about it. When you said that then, Paul, I was going to say, that was a decent segue, eh, man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it would be a bit rubbish, but I've dropped it in anyway, so there you go. You got a laugh from me. (laughs) Cheers, Rocco. It's a laugh from me. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was spectacular, in fact. Uh, Home on the first game, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Home on the last game. Uh, Home on Boxing Day. Uh, Home just after New Year's Day. Uh, away to Bournemouth on May Bank Holiday is is the headline catcher, but also away to Brighton on the August Bank Holiday, which is also fantastic. And then, of course, like you said, uh, Newcastle on, on New Year's Eve is just crazy. So seems Rocco has memorised our fixtures, which is, <laughs> which is fair enough. I've got them written in front of me, so it's, that could have been our quiz. I like said, so right in uh, in round number sixteen, who are we playing? Aston Villa at home. That that was a massive uh, pot shot. Totally wrong. Uh, the actual answer was Tottenham away, which is just before the uh, international break for the World Cup. So I'm surprised you didn't know that one. To be honest, and, it was, and it's on my birthday or the day after. <laughs> slack, 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 slack. Which so, one's that? Tottenham away. Just, oh, which birthday? Is it a key one, Rocker? No, it's one before the key one. Oh, yeah. 59. Life begins next year. 
I didn't realise that Rocco was old. Yeah. Never mind. He's not old. He's wise. No, I'm just not old. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Oh, wise. So, for the purposes of um, of of this conversation, I didn't spend long at all doing this, and I did it in my free time at home. So. I thought I'd have a little look at the fixtures because there was a general feeling that the fixtures are kinder to us in their sequencing this year compared to last year. And there's no easy way of talking through this without a load of numbers and stats. So what do you think our hardest run of fixtures were last year? It will have been the lead-up to Bielsa's sacking, end of February. So... In terms of a, a five-game run... December, leading up to Christmas. That lead-up to Christmas wasn't as tough because of how lowly-ranked some of the teams were at that point in time. So the actual uh, toughest run of the season came... Oh, it was, that, it, was, it was the run at the end under Marsh's reign in terms of the position of the other team at the time we played them, starting at Crystal Palace for that run of Manchester Crystal Palace, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea. And Brighton actually was our toughest run of fixtures. And during that run of fixtures, we took two points out of a possible 15, Ugh. which wasn't our worst run. Obviously, our worst run was, uh, well, the... Like over quite a lengthy period of time, we only took one point out of uh, it, it. Was that was the Bielsa run from uh, the Newcastle game until well, it extended beyond it, didn't it? Into mm. up to the Aston Villa game, and that wasn't necessarily our tough. It was tough. The Man United, Liverpool, Tottenham games they should never have done for anyone. But we don't have that. Basically, I've wasted a lot of time doing a load of analysis. <laughs> that's pointless in it. I'm just saying numbers and stuff. I thought you only wasted five minutes at home, Paul. It was too long. It was it was really long, and uh, at it wasn't work. at home. It wasn't at work. That's libelous. But we don't have anything like that kind of run on paper. If you rank the teams in order of their finishing position from last season, in fact, until the Manchester United game, which that starts a block of a run of teams that average ninth, and that's the highest until we get to Liverpool which is just before the international break. So that kind of breaks that up as well. And seventh is the average position of a run of five fixtures is our hardest run this season compared to fifth last. So it, basically the short answer is yes, it is an easier set of fixtures in the <laughs> that they've come than they were this year. We just there need to be safe by the end of April because May's not, not looking nice, is it? Well, so- no, it's not. But... Again, it's still not as bad as it could have been. It's it's that from Bournemouth away, the average of the average position of last season's finish is eighth, and then obviously that gets progressively uh, tighter because you play Man City, Newcastle, West Ham, and Tottenham. Yeah, so we could do, but I don't mind a hard running. This is my theory. If your points are already on the board, it's all right, and if they're not, you're fighting for your lives, and those fixtures could be against anybody which is just a bit of spin. So you're saying these these fixtures, this run of fixtures are easier than what we had last year. So hypothetically, because this is all hypothetical, if these happened last year, would Bielsa still be manager right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Oh. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Our final five fixtures, people talk about that tough running. Our final five games this year was our hardest run of fixtures of the season 
and it's a harder rank of teams on their position in the league at that point in time compared to the teams that we've got in the running this year. So if you take it from Crystal Palace to Brighton in the five before the final game and compare that to Leicester to West Ham, next year is a lot more favourable to us compared to this year. But actually, it's just, you won't know until we get there, will we? <laughs> fast, fast forward a year, relegated. Lowest well, points tally of any uh, Premier League side. Cheers, you don't, you don't win anything on paper, but the paper, sp- look, the paper looks kinder than the paper did last year. Or spreadsheets either. Yeah, but people love a spreadsheet. Yeah, do you want to people- share the spreadsheets so someone with some sort of analytic skills can have a look at it, Paul? Yeah, then they can weight it for home and away and add points and other such things. And Can't you do that for next and... week? <laughs> I feel like this entire thing needs chopping out and <laughs> I need to put a refund in for some of my life back. Um, <laughs> but it, I love making a spreadsheet, so I'm satisfied by it. That's, that's, that's all, all that matters. That's all that matters. Let's just hope my sister and Rocco... Rocco's dad have the same appreciation. I think Rocco's dad will appreciate it because he loves the fixtures list. Rocco mm. showed us that today. Yeah, he'll go. I'm glad that Paul spent the time rank ordering the teams from where they finished last year and doing average runs of blocks of two, three, four, and five to see which was going to be our hardest run of the season statistically based upon where they finished last year. In five minutes, he did that. Yeah, 55. <laughs> That's it on fixtures, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, oh. well, the thing about the fixtures is. <laughs> it's going to become more tasty when we see where Calvin and Rafinha go to. That, will, at the moment, don't really care about Arsenal at home on my birthday. Fi- oh, that was last year. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I definitely don't care about that. Arsenal at home on Saturday, the 15th of October, just looks like a random, meaningless day in the middle of October. But if that's the day we first play Rafinha again, then it suddenly has a bit of spice on it. Looking forward to seeing Rafinha terrorise Furpo. Why? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh dear. How do you think he'll go to Arsenal? There's still debate on whether he actually will. Well, that's because nothing official has come out and it's all just rumour. Speculation. Yeah. But it's speculation from reliable sources that believe that deals could be in place. Um, when it came out on Friday night via the most reliable source of all, the Daily Mirror, that PSG have entered the race for Calvin Phillips, I was excited purely on a basis of um, the more clubs associated with a move, the higher the price is likely to be. If we just said, oh, Barcelona for Rafinha, Manchester City for Calvin, then those prices are around 50 million each. We're at the lower end of what we would, I'd yeah. consider it a poor market if you got 100 million for both of them. If you get closer to 150, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, it's been annoying me. I've been getting myself into uh, yeah, into a bit of a state, getting angry just just at the speculation because yeah, that's all it is at the moment. Like you say, it's all just Twitter talk. Um, but yeah, if they accept less than 50 for Phillips, I'd be fuming. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to this is where we're going to see the club's ambition in into how much they actually get for these players. But the other thing that really does annoy me that's not speculation, um, I'd love someone to answer or to ask the question, why didn't we extend Phillips's contract last season and Rafinha's for that as well? Um, you know, why are we in this position? 
Uh, you know, they talk about the Leicester model all the time, but like we should be doing what Spurs did. You know, Spurs have have done what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, another big club that have managed to get up into that upper part of the table by extending contracts continually so that they get top dollar. And like, what the hell have we been doing with Phillips and Rafinha? I mean, th- there was a lot of talk around it, wasn't there? But it just clearly... Yeah, in January though. I mean, like in the summer, as soon as Phillips came back, they should have been on it. Yeah, that's that's what worries me about the ambition. James, how much do you think we're going to week out of this? Do you think they'll both definitely go? I think Calvin will definitely go just on the basis that it's probably going to be Man City that comes in for him. You know, if it was like a, a bid between a few clubs and it wasn't someone, you know, possibly challenging for the Champions League next season as well, I don't. I think he might stay, but I just think that's sort of a once once in a career type shot for him. And yeah, I'd, it, if it all feels very inevitable, like Rocco said with the whole contract situation, were they actually serious about doing it or was it just a case of, let's talk about a new deal and then it just never really materialised and it all feels a bit soft, doesn't it? So do you think all that stuff, do you remember at the Brighton game when the players were on the pitch and it was all that goodbye kind of stuff and then the week after they were at Brentford and everything was all the dancing and stuff, then off they go and maybe people were left with a slight expectation that maybe it wasn't the end because we've, we've stayed up. How do you think the fan base feels towards their departures currently? I think probably resigned to it. And I think people just seem to want to, you know, get the maximum for them. Um, I don't think if either of them left, people would be annoyed. I know if Rafinha goes to Arsenal or even Spurs, you know, it sounds like a lot of people will be annoyed at that. Um, But for me, I'm not really asked. If, you know, if he goes to Arsenal and they pay what he's worth, then, then that's completely fine. Makes my news job harder as well, so... Two I think one stone. if Leeds kind of said, uh, you know, to like Calvin and Rafinha, we've got these players we're looking at, it's and they're top class players, then it's really obvious what the club are trying to do and they're trying to build it. And then maybe Calvin might stay, maybe Rafinha might stay. Because if he's going to Arsenal, he's not going to Champions League side, is he? So he's not he's not going for European football. So I don't think there's been that intent. And you can kind of tell from what we've signed so far. Aronson, you know, obviously 25 million, but and everyone else feels a bit, maybe it's a bit harsh to say it, but a bit sort of a, a punt, aren't they? They're like a Premier League punt sort of price range, aren't they, at the moment? So it's, yeah, it all feels a bit like we're trying to build a base to to try and gradually grow. There's nothing really to kind of retain those two players and help us kick on, really. So they go, and we've signed three players already, which I think people would say, they were players that we needed to bolster the existing squad before you think about replacing other people. Um, how many more signings do you think we will need? Where do you want them? And how's your scouting mission going? I've got some exciting news on the scouting front, but firstly, um, I think I think it well, it, it's completely impossible to expect us to be able to replace them. I mean, you know, these are two top. Champions League level players like how are Leeds going to sign players as good as them they're just not so it means spreading the money thinly I, I'm going to be very worried I'm, I'm yeah I'm, well I'm already worried um, I don't know what we're going to do um, we just need to basically find a couple of gems yeah it's going to be really tough upbeat optimistic and just what everyone wanted to hear well do you want to do you want me to move on to my good news on the scouting front absolutely Okay. Well, there's good news and bad news, actually. So, Andrea Belletti, 
who I first mentioned last week, I did some further research into him. Sorry, Bellotti. Um, Bellotti. And uh, guess what? I said that we could get him for 15 million. He's on a free. His contract is up. Yeah. Um, But uh, AC Milan, Inter, West Ham and Monaco uh, monitoring the situation. Um, So, yeah, he might be out of our reach. But if we've got a massive cash injection and if the board want to show some ambition, um, then, yeah, go for for Bellotti, who is apparently incredibly hardworking. Uh, And he is the Torino captain. So he would be a great character to get into the squad. 28 years old in his peak, 100 goals in 232 games for Torino. Um, he would be a great signing. That's a like, top if, bit of sign. Like, if, if Victor Otter's listening to this now, he's like, oh, I've heard of him. I'll have a, I'll have a Rock, look. Rocco Dean, he's never heard of Rocco Dean. Get him in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I also had another, um, or oh, we had a recommendation on Twitter for a striker. From Matt Knowles, who yep. kindly suggested Ludovic Ajoke, who is a striker for Strasbourg, also 28. Uh, so I took a look at him. Six foot six, absolute beanpole, but pretty classy actually with his feet. He looks he looks a, a pretty good player. Uh 12 goals and eight assists last season. Um available for around 15 million euros, apparently. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him. It was a it was a pretty good shout. That good knowledge, Matt. Matthew, Matt or Matthew, Matthew. Let's say Matthew. James, do you have any recommendations? No. <laughs> you had one job. We didn't even have to come up with a guessing name. I had to. I had to do this edit. I have to polish this turd. That's true. Just that say a... Papi and Delph. Uh, yeah, I've been having a look round, and I'm thinking Delph. Okay. Delph. Delph Milner. Charlie Taylor. Or is Alan Smith still at MK Dons? Yeah, we'll have Alan Smith. Oh, to be honest, no, I just the speculation kind of kills me with all this stuff because it is like the rumor mill is just what is probably agents talking behind the scenes and just people just trying to get traffic to the website. So it's it, yeah, it pains me a lot. Um, but all I will say is just sign as a goal scorer. That's what, that's what we need. We need someone with decent backup for, for Paddy, Paddy and Joffy. My favourite tweet that I saw this week was someone who suggested that we should sign Ben Mee from Burnley just purely so that we could play a back three of Pascal, Ben Mee and Robin. I liked that as well. You can finish the point yourself. If someone doesn't get that, just drop us a DM on Twitter and we'll just explain it to you. Cheers. It's funny though, isn't it? Very clever. I did some research because we agreed it and I'll tell you what I did. I did exactly what Victor Otter did. I reckon I've got him sussed. So I picked a big team, Real Madrid, found the players in the Real Madrid squad. I sorted them by number of appearances and looked for who'd made an unusually low amount of appearances compared to the fee that they'd signed them for. And that's, I believe, how we ended up signing Marco Rocha. What do you think? Do you reckon that's what he did? Yeah, I'm excited to hear your... Uh, the the. The ending to this. Benzema. That's who I think we should sign. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'll get them goals that James was after. Yeah, he'll do. He and sounds all right. Vice captain. So I reckon. Vice uh, captain. Yeah, he's Bellotti's captain. So yeah, I reckon that's who we should be in for. Good work. And uh, by next week, I'll have a real one. But that, I reckon that's what he did. And that's literally 
how you can filter it and find uh, players, and it and it doesn't take that long. <laughs> That's how he did it. His scouting network. He's just going on a website. Filtering. Do you not think that? Well, that must that is his mo in that transfer. It's find a player who's signed with big expectations and hasn't had enough game time. Is that why we've been linked with Phil Jones? Exactly. But obviously his network runs back to like 2002 or whenever he signed for <laughs> them lot when he was the next big thing coming out of Blackburn Rovers. And now he's just a big thing. That Phil Jones one, you're right. It's literally every single player under the sun that we've been linked with. Phil Jones? Why? I don't know. It's not even a play. I can't even understand how... It never I, happened. I, I could get it if Forrest or and like I could have got it if we were linked with him the year we came up. Mm. But with the we have an array of of glorious centre backs who are all utterly capable of uh, defending the honour of our goalmouth perfectly adequately. I'd be shocked with that one, but if he does come in, there's gonna be a few go out. Unless he goes, right, you come in, Creswell out for the year. Maybe he thinks that strikes a saleable asset. Maybe Ajax would like Pascal. Who knows? Right. Well, we're out of things to talk about. Do we have a Do we have a feature? I hope so. You're, you're the star of this feature, Paul. I thought you were doing going for goals this week, Paul. Yeah. So I am. Do the thing tune, Paul. Going for going for gold. Lovely. Right, so this feature that we've developed last week it worked beautifully. I think of a player this week. I give some clues, and you've got to guess who he is. Willem Corsten. That's a solid start. So my first clue is that this player likes the seaside. It is a former player. Is it a former player? Was that a rule? I thought or... that was what the rule was. Yeah, okay, cool. Um also, how obscure do you want these uh Well you've done it now. Fine. <laughs> Let's see how this one goes. Is this are these obvious, Paul? Because I've got a guess here. Uh you can guess if you're meant to guess. That's the game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me there. David Bay. Uh, no. Um, did he move to the seaside temporarily? He did, yeah. That's, well, he's just well associated with Filey, isn't he? Yes. Um, <laughs> it was much easier when I was giving the clues. Yeah, um, it's funny isn't it, when you get obscure clues. This is just a revenge clue from last week. It's completely thrown me. I had not, not a clue what to say. Uh, I'll just say, say, say Corsten. Corsten. Unfortunately not. This player, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. This player had an international career, and that international career was took him to the edge of a tournament squad. Edge of a tournament squad. Yeah, I, I don't want to be really mean, but I don't want to be too obvious. Tony Dorigo. Now that's a good guess as well. It's wrong. Got no idea, Paul. Go on, skip. Next question. This player, I'd rather you also um, refer to him in the first name. You, you, is it is that what they say? The first name, first person. That's the one. You should be referring to him in the first person. 
like I, you are that person. If we're, I don't um, know what his third. I don't know. What they, they, were not in the plans of Marcelo Bielsa. Ooh, now it's getting interesting. Victor Anita. That's Ver- true. Vernon Anita. <laughs> either, either or, whichever's <laughs> right or wrong. Vernon Anita. J. Roy Grot. Uh, no. I'll give this player went on to only play three more times after leaving Leeds United. Three more times? Oh. Oh, hang on. Can't be Wasim Boy, is it? I don't know whether he's played more. I mean, Lawrence de Box played more than that. Paul Chibiki? This player, right. This player was embroiled in a high court profile court case to have a humanist wedding ceremony. Wait a minute. Oh, this this really rings a bell. Oh, man. It's fun. For though, obviously, we don't do this on a video, but if you could see their faces, <laughs> it's fun right now. It's on the tip of my tongue, this. They, they won their court battle with the first legal humanist ceremony in Northern Ireland. However, it was the Republic of Ireland squad that they were on the... Mm. They were called up as a reserve for Euro 2016. We signed... Oh. You know, okay. Correct. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, bloody hell, that was hard. Obviously, the very obscure seaside clue was that they... Um, the bulk of their performances in their career came for Torquay and Bournemouth. Mm, good one. So... Well done. Very good, that, Paul. Yeah, Union O'Kane. Do you remember that it wasn't in Bielsa's plans? We weren't sure, but like it, it was that point because Click was, it was really when he separated them into the groups and he was linked. That I was reading about Union O'Kane. He was linked with a move to League One to Charlton. He said, no, he saw himself still as a championship player, played three times, broke his leg, never played again. Is he, is he literally, has that ruined his career then? He hasn't played. Since last season, he hasn't played since then. No, how old is he? That's so bad. He is 31. Yeah, it's a shame. It's no age, is it? So, there you go. There's a James. It's your turn next week to pick uh, Willem Corston. I'll I'll just pick Willem Corston and just come with some great facts. You'd have to guess you can have a nice, relaxing time, (laughs) (laughs) Rocco. His career was ended early as as well. Yeah, that's that's that maybe that's it. It's just you know, we just pick, guess the ruined career. <laughs> so, what have we got to look forward to in this next week? We haven't really talked about our well, we talked about our signing of Marco Rocco last week in in advance of doing that. And Rocco gave I, some great analysis. Well, I think he's been universally welcomed by the fan base, as far as I could see, except for Rocco Rocco Adin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Um... He's still skeptical. Yeah, uh, oh, of course, yeah. Furthermore, um, apparently, according to Phil Hay, uh, Bielsa was offered him in January and wasn't interested. So that doesn't bode well, does it? But uh, my neighbour, who is a German Bayern Munich fan, said that he was a good player. But then he said he's worried that he might not have the physicality to deal with the Premier League. So make of that what you will. Bit of a roller coaster there. 
I saw him drinking a Das Boot on the pitch after winning some kind of trophy. So a, a huge, massive tank of Paulina. So uh, he has the physicality to cope with copious amounts of German beer. You don't know that though. Like there could be a video of him somewhere just pouring it he- away, head down in a night nightclub toilet. Well, <laughs> you know, happens to the best of us, doesn't it? <laughs> so these things happen. So by this time next week, let, tell me your priorities. This time next Monday, what would you like to have happened in the world of Leeds United? Signed Bellotti and not sold. Rafinha or Calvin Phillips for less than a combined amount of 430, 120. Yeah. 130 is acceptable, I think, just about. Man, it's going to be sad if Calvin goes, isn't it? Yeah. I it mean, really is. everyone will wish him well, but it will be sad. If he goes to Manchester City to play a few Champions League games and play if Rodri gets injured and pick up some trophies. Fair play to him. Uh, you know, he's going to, I'm sure he already has, but it that's him and his family set for life, isn't it? And he's got a great career. He's such a lovely guy that he's got a career in whatever he wants when he finishes football as well, hasn't he? Yeah. It won't he be management. It's too nice. He deserves whatever he wants to do. He's, and his career and his ability um, deserves to be playing at the top level um, and to test himself at Man City. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't begrudge it. Um, and he's already, you know, he's passed the test. He's, you know, stuck with us in the championship. I don't think anyone can begrudge him a move to City, really, sadly. Right, well, let's see. Watch this space. Let's see if there's any more signings, whether any of uh, our scouting missions pay off and maybe James will take it seriously and look up a player for next week. Um he's also got to think of a player that's not villain courses. So you know balls in your court basically. I've already got saying. one. I've already got one. This is where I've you know bluffed you both. <laughs> Done all my you, prep. You ought to get some clues as well because uh, oh yeah I forgot about them though. <laughs> <laughs> right so have a good week. Enjoy your summer sun might shine for a few days we've got through our heat wave haven't we and, yeah i owe uh, you an apology for that uh, uh, yeah the weather was all right at the weekend yeah half an apology is fine don't so, go don't oversell yourself it's fine uh yeah anyway have a great week speak to you next time Network.